Hello, this is Steve Mummery with a podcast for couples on their way towards marriage. Some couples glide through the journey without a problem. Others struggle with the attention to detail that's involved. And you might be somewhere in between. So this podcast has been designed to take you on the journey from getting engaged to getting hitched. Whether you've got 18 months or so to get it all done, or just a few months, each episode of Getting Hitched gives you insights and tips that'll help you navigate from engagement through to wedding day. Most episodes are only a few minutes long, and each episode only focuses on one subject. That way, you can pick and choose from the titles for the areas that you need to know more about or to get a better understanding of. So what sort of wedding is right for you? My bet is that you want to create an authentic, individual wedding day that reflects your personalities and is fun and the best wedding everybody's been to, right? You want one that also respects each other's beliefs and cultural backgrounds as well. While traditional vows and ceremonies are still requested by a lot of people, most modern ceremonies are becoming increasingly unique and personal affairs. Today's couples feel that a wedding's also a bit of a theatrical event in which the two of them are the stars, as well as one of the most personal public events they'll ever be part of. So they're devising ceremonies to reflect this. The best are an engaging mix of the couple's personalities, a touch of theatre, along with the warm factor and the wow factor. The first decision you need to make to do this is finding the right celebrant. Most couples, like you, are looking for something that's a little bit different. The personalised element is a very, very big trend. Most people see a lot of weddings, especially during their 20s and 30s. So anything that's distinctive is appealing. Adding personal touches and distinctive elements to the ceremony helps make the couple's day truly unique and exciting. And this is why it's important to find a celebrant that you click with, someone who will share your vision of what your day should be like. Or, if you don't have a vision yet, someone who can help you create one that is authentic and true to the two of you, one that matches your personalities. Unless it suits your style, don't feel obliged to make your marriage ceremony formal and traditional, even if you are marrying in a church or a synagogue or a mosque. Many modern couples want a religious wedding with an individualistic spin. And you know what? These days, most clergy are generally happy, within reason, to oblige. Traditional church ceremonies don't fit the dream of most of today's couples, and modern civil ceremonies reflect their individuality and diversity better. Today, around 80% of couples marrying in Australia choose a marriage celebrant to guide them through their ceremonial vows. Using a marriage celebrant allows for greater flexibility in the style of ceremony and the choice of venue. Often partners come from different religious, ethnic, cultural, and even socioeconomic backgrounds. Some are marrying for a second or third time, or getting hitched after years of living together. Many couples already have children who may want to play a part in the ceremony, and there are lots of ways to do this, which I'll get into in episode 14. You're free to choose a celebrant, venue, decor, and what you want to wear to suit your own personalities and style. 
But certain legal requirements as set out in the Marriage Act remain. For example, at least one month and no more than 18 months before your wedding day, you're officially obliged to lodge a notice of intended marriage with your celebrant. You must also provide the celebrant with photographic proof of your identity, and if either of you has been previously married, evidence of the formal dissolution of your last marriage. A big 21st century trend is for couples to include readings and other input done by close family friends or even members of the family. These days, friends are like second family for many young adults, so it's not surprising that couples include them in their ceremony. Now, I'm not a huge fan of the term readings, as most people feel they have some sort of religious connotations. That's not true. A reading can be anything you want. It can be some song lyrics. It can be a verbal sequence out of a movie that's special to the two of you. It can be something you've written yourself. So think broad and choose something that fits with your personalities and means something to both of you. There's usually enough room for one or two readings in a marriage ceremony, and just because it's a civil ceremony, it doesn't mean that you can't have a religious reading or a blessing to appease someone special or your partner. A couple of years back, I had a gorgeous couple who chose lyrics from three songs at their wedding. One was John Farnham's Touch of Paradise, which is just about impossible to read without sounding like you're singing it, especially when you get to the chorus. The second one was In Excess's Never Tear Us Apart. And the third was Beyonce's Crazy in Love. Now, try reading these lyrics with a straight face. Got me looking so crazy right now. Your love's got me looking so crazy right now. When I talk to my friends so quietly, who he think he is? Look at what you did to me tennis shoes. Don't even need to buy a new dress. If you ain't there, ain't nobody else to impress. Thank goodness it wasn't me that had to read them. But they wanted a fun ceremony with lots of moments that their 200 guests would remember forever. And that's what they got. Their guests were coming up to them afterwards saying it was the best wedding they've ever been to. And as a marriage celebrant, that's my goal. And there are other roles special people in your life can play on the day as well. Perhaps they can show guests to their assigned seats, perform traditional functions such as the handing over of the rings, walking the bride down the aisle, singing or performing, perhaps releasing doves or butterflies. Maybe they can do an interpretive dance. Well, maybe not that one or they could distribute pedals or bubble blowing kits for guests to use at the end of the ceremony. Now you've probably considered getting married outdoors. I reckon about 90% of the weddings I've done as a celebrant have been outdoors. Unique photogenic locations are all around you and it's possible to marry just about anywhere provided you have a permit and a celebrant. In fact, the main reason for the current popularity of civil marriage ceremonies is the flexibility it allows for your choice of the venue. So as I said, people are big on outdoor ceremonies. Don't limit your options to the obvious though. These days, almost any location you and your guests can get to is a possible site for the ceremony. If you're going outside for the ceremony though, choose a site with shade, as in summer, 
outdoor locations can get too hot. Remember, people aren't just there for the 25, 30 minutes of the wedding. They're probably standing around for about 30 minutes or so before and after the ceremony. So that's like an hour and a half in the sun if there's no shade. In Perth, beach locations are often chosen due to our gorgeous coastline, but beware if you're contemplating having your ceremony beachside. Take into consideration the heat on the day and whether the sea breeze will be in or not. We all know how windy it can get. In summer, beach weddings are best held early in the day before the Fremantle doctor arrives and before it gets too hot. In my experience, beach weddings are best in autumn when there is little wind, but still the days are nice and warm. If you're wanting an indoor wedding, you might choose your place or your parents' home or someone else's, maybe a reception venue, a historic house or a public building. You could choose inside at a winery restaurant, a boutique hotel, a nightclub or rooftop bar, a luxury cruiser, a spa resort, basically anywhere that appeals to or holds special significance for you and your partner is okay. Just about anywhere is possible as long as the location can be correctly noted on the marriage certificate. If you're thinking about inviting guests to see you get married overseas, this can also be done, but you need to talk to your celebrant about it as legally we can only marry you on Australian soil. So, you know, you can have a quick legal only wedding before you leave for the overseas destination and then have your big ceremony once you get there. Why can you only get married by a celebrant on Australian soil? Well, I mean, look at it this way. If there was an English marriage celebrant in the UK, they wouldn't be able to come over to Australia and marry people according to Australian law because they don't know Australian law. Australian marriage celebrants have been trained in marriage according to Australian law. So therefore, I can't go to, say, Bali and marry somebody there because I don't know Indonesian law and I haven't been authorised in Indonesia to do so. But as I said, it's easy enough to have a quick legal only wedding with you two and two witnesses and the celebrant before you go to get it all done by law in Australia and then you can fly over to Bali or Italy or wherever. You can fly your celebrant over. Yes, please. And they can do the big wedding ceremony in front of all your friends and family over there. In the next episode, I'll talk about how much a wedding can cost. Just before I wrap up this episode though, I asked a whole bunch of brides what their best piece of advice was for couples getting married. And here's a piece of advice from Amy that's great if you're having a destination wedding. Because our wedding was a, a, a destination wedding, so not um, local, I would say the best thing we did was put our guests up at the same hotel or the same place and we just arranged transport to the actual venue. I think the best part of that was that we didn't actually stay at that hotel ourselves. We stayed somewhere separate to most of the guests. Don't forget, there's a whole bunch of tips and insights on my website, smcelebrant.com.au, including the ultimate wedding checklist that I got from hitched.co.uk, the world's best honeymoon locations, and songs to walk or even dance back up the aisle to after you've been married. 
No, not that sort of dancing. Although, whatever floats your boat. If that's how you want to dance up the aisle, go for it. Just go to smcelebrant.com.au and click on Insights. Or look through the podcast episodes because some of them are covered here. 